This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, let's flip the score. All right, so it's not hard to do because the Bears almost escaped with a victory. We wouldn't be flipping the score, but it would be a different outcome. And uh, as I said earlier, I think the Bears lost this game more than the Commanders won it. There's no question, right? And, and as you mentioned, it, it takes it takes six more inches for the score to be flipped, right? And for the result to be flipped. And I think at that point, we're spending more time this week talking about the absolute impressive physical and mental toughness of Justin Fields, the beating he's taken and the willingness for him to get back up and make sure he's in the huddle taking snaps is truly impressive. That's the number one thing that I would be highlighting it had the Bears won rather than lost. If they had won, I think it would have been better for everybody. It's much easier to fix problems coming off of victory and you're able to exhale and celebrate and congratulate. But I still think the problem here, the biggest problem besides, let's look, you can't do this, but like take fields out of the equation. You've got to fix your offensive line. You've got to try different combinations. You've got to desperate times call for desperate measures. I don't know if it's Alex Leatherwood. I don't know if it's Riley Reef. I don't know if it's both of them, but your tackles who you drafted in the fifth round are playing like fifth rounders right now. Your free agent signing, Lucas Patrick, is disappointing, whether that's health related or not. Now Tevin Jenkins has an injury he has to worry about. Where is he going to be? And my goodness sakes, Sam Mustafer, I don't have a trained eye and I didn't play offensive lineman in the NFL, but he's got to be better. Can we all agree on that? And so Whatever the score was last uh, Thursday night against the commanders at Soldier Field, your offensive line is in need of an upheaval, a shakeup, whatever word you want to use, get out your thesaurus, it's necessary, pull out the right word and apply it, Matt Eberflus. You were supposed to be bringing some love. We, we just spent 45 minutes tearing this team down. You were supposed to flip the score and make people feel better, and okay. that's what you came with. I'll give you one other. I'll give you one other. If we flip the score, we'd be talking about Eddie Jackson again because Eddie Jackson was the only player that came close to grading an A-plus on the T portion of the hits principle, had a forced fumble that luckily bounced right back into the arm for the commander's sake uh, of Curtis Samuel, but Eddie Jackson has been the leader of that defense. That defense was spirited. We'd be talking a lot about the 214 yards and two for 11 uh, of the commanders if if they had won that game because that defense played a a game that was worthy of winning and they were done in by another poor offensive performance. Yeah, I I will give credit to the defense. I think that Alan Williams uh, would be the guy if we're giving out uh, uh, game balls, we would give out one to Allen Williams because I think that the defense was more aggressive. And Roquan Smith, I want to praise. He had 12 tackles. He had a sack. I can't praise the guy that gets blocked by a quarterback, okay? So I'm going to hold off on that because if you are – he didn't see him coming, been there, done that, but a quarterback got a highlight for making a block. Carson Wentz knocked – Roquan Smith off his feet and he went full Sam Mustafer and flopped. He hit the ground hard. And that's something you want to avoid if you can. 
Roquan was talking on Tuesday afternoon about how he was going to challenge Mark Potash to a little little rumble in the media room, like jokingly, and then then Carson Wentz got him. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Roquan, yeah. So anyway, not not a good sign. But let, let's let's see where where Roquan and this defense go from here. You know, heading to New England next. All right, let's wrap up with our two minute drill. The two minute drill. The two minute drill. Okay, Dan. So. First of all, let's talk schedule-wise. They have some time off. Matt Eberflus vowed to reassess things. Bears get a break to get healthy. Anything, how dramatic do you think the changes will be? How much of a reassessment will actually take place? For a team that doesn't have its actual bye week until December, this is a, a truly, truly valuable break, a chance to kind of heal up, a chance to to catch your breath a little bit. The Bears have to take absolute maximum advantage of this time frame here. Uh, they won't get back to a full-scale practice until uh, uh, next Thursday, right? So there's a long way to go until they're back on the practice field. They've got to get themselves mentally right, physically right, and then come back locked and loaded to go. Look, the coaches are going to do a lot of work. They're going to get in that, that, that film room on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and, and try to figure out where they can make tweaks. I think we've been very honest all along that the number of possible tweaks are limited because, as, as you know, the, the roster just doesn't have the level of talent and depth where, where fixes are easy. If it fixes were easy, some of them would have been, been made by now. They're not fully healthy, and they're not fully loaded. And so they have to work with what they got to work with. And so maybe it'll take a little bit of chicken wire, bubble gum, and duct tape to put this thing back together. Do you, quickly, do you think that they are discussing Justin Fields' health in the context of if he has any kind of problems at all, that it would be worth resting him a game, protecting him? If you can't protect him on the field, can they protect him by keeping him off of it? I think that opens up a bit of a can of worms if you go that route, but it certainly you have to you have to assess him physically. I mean, we saw the beating he took Thursday night. So if Justin came back and had you know three body parts listed on the injury report, I don't think any of us would be surprised, right? If it was shoulder, thigh, you know, calf, or whatever it might be, knee. Uh, so we'll see where they go. I would expect to see Trevor Simeon at some point this year, just because of what we've talked about. You just cannot play 17 games taking this kind of beating. Um, one other quick point to this this notes you, you look outside of the schedule and you see the the last game of the month being in dallas against dan quinn and micah parsons and you say holy god <laughs> right like i'm already sort of flinching and cringing for what could happen to the bears offense in that game and so they've got to see big picture things and make sure that they're seeing big picture health as they go through this speaking of health thank you for plowing through this i know it's been a difficult week you are playing hurt COVID's nothing to you know take lightly no matter how healthy you are how in shape you may be it still is going to hit you hard and differently so thanks I know Bears fans are appreciative of the fact that you have kind of hung in there all week long despite uh, not being really 100 percent thanks for saying that uh, my Twitter mentions are open the weirdest symptom that I've had has been this like three or four times a day this like my body feels like it's a radiator and so if anybody's got like some medicine or some juice or some some things they'd recommend for for handling that I'll take it so uh, I'll say that but thank you I look like this uh, this podcast has been a lot of fun it's brought a lot of juice to me and so hopefully it's part of my uh, recovery process here in, in a weird week well if you had started waxing poetic about the possibility of this quarterback and this team this season, I would have recommended you stop talking and you were taking too much medication, but it's nice to hear at least you sound like yourself. You are a critical 
uh, analyst, not what did you say? The critical analysis. You don't tell. Uh, how, how did you word that again? Lead, lead with critical thinking, not wishful thinking. There we go. Critical thinking over wishful thinking. I like that. I'm going to use that. I may steal that. But there you go. Hey, hey I stole your chair in the press box. <laughs> Stop stealing things from me, David. Uh, hey, it was very comfortable. It was very familiar. I really enjoyed being there on Thursday night. Hey, anyway. with the long week, we got to get back to the yoga breath discussion. That's got to come into our next episode for sure. And we will have our next episode. We're going to go back to our normal schedule. We will drop an episode on Tuesday morning after the extended weekend. The Bears don't play on Sunday, so there's nothing to react to.